Did you come here expecting something from the Lord today? Glory to his name. You know, that's the key right there. People who expect something from God, people who are hungry for God, are filled. Come on, sometimes I think we've got it too good. You know, there's a, there's a place in the book of Revelations where Jesus speaks to the churches, and in one instance he says, you, you think you're rich and you think you got it all together and you think life is just wonderful, but what you don't know is that in truth you're blind and you're miserable and you're, and you're naked. And, uh, and I think sometimes that describes us. It's like we have it so good in, in the earthly way that it leaves us to where we're not hungry like we should be for the things of the Lord. But I don't know about you today, but in my soul, I hunger for Jesus. I need to know him more. I need his presence more. Amen. I, I need to, I need to have him with me more. And I want to share with you today, uh, just how good it is to have Jesus in your midst and how desperately we need him because there's a lot of times we come in situations in our life where we trust the doctors and the doctors don't come through for us. We trust the medicine and the medicine doesn't come through for us. And we, we trust the psychologist and uh, we trust the medications and uh, they just don't come through for us. We trust the paycheck and the job doesn't come through for us. We, people are fighting real hard. Like Joseph said, they're fighting real hard for their political party and, the, and, and their political party might win. And it just doesn't come through for you. It doesn't change anything. doesn't make anything different or better for you. We can trust in self-help and, you know, read all the latest books and, uh, and try to improve our lives. And we know where that ends up. It just doesn't really help or change anything. And we live in a world where we're constantly surrounded by people and situations and systems that let us down and just can't do what we need them to do. But Jesus can do what no one else can do. Amen. And there's something wonderful about those times when we get to the end of our rope, when we've stopped trusting in ourselves, and we've stopped trusting in our money, and we've stopped trusting in society, and we fall before God on our knees and we say, Jesus, I got nothing else. There's no plan B. There's no extra eggs in my basket. I'm trusting you. You're the only one I've got. Amen. It's in those moments where our faith is 100% on Christ that he comes through for us. This life can get ugly sometimes. I don't know if you've noticed. And if things are going well for you today, praise God. Bless him for it. Thank him for it because there's coming a time when uh, it's going to get ugly. That's just the way life is. I want to read to you in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. It says, on that day when the evening came, Jesus said to them, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat just as he was. And the other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, I want to pray right now for your people. I want to pray, God, 
that you would just begin to break up our hearts, Lord, and that you'd begin to break up our spirits, that we would receive this word planted into us, and it would give us revelation that would change who we are. It would transform us literally, God, that we would know you more and trust you more and have faith in you. And I pray for them today, God, that as they receive your word, that it heals them. That it heals them, that it calms their storm, that it provides peace in their life, God, based on nothing else but Jesus' presence in their lives. I thank you for that, God. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Jesus took them on a trip. And uh, it's good to know that you got Jesus in your boat. First, let me tell you today that if you don't have Jesus in your boat, that's the first thing you need to do. Because the, the waters are calm right now, but storms are coming, and you need Jesus in your boat. And, and look, if you've, been, if you've been living in calm waters, and all of a sudden a storm has come up, and you've come to Jesus during your difficult times, that is the right move to make. Don't let any Christian tell you that just because you haven't been serving God that you shouldn't turn to him in your time of trouble. That's when he wants you to turn to him, amen? So if it's your time of storm, turn to Christ today. But there's coming a storm and you need Jesus in your boat. I want to I dig out of the word here a few things that you can relate to. Simple things, and I don't think I'm going to be very long today, but I want you to catch what's going on in the scripture here. And it can relate to your life because, listen, Jesus said this, in this world you will have trouble. I didn't want to hear that, Pastor. Come on. Preacher on TV told me all my troubles was going to go away when I served God. And God was going to make me happy all the time. Can I tell you something? Your happiness is not what serving God is all about. Amen. It's his pleasure and purpose. That's what it's all about. Amen. Hallelujah. But there's some things that I want you to recognize. Number one is that these guys got on the boat with every intention of just going to the other side in calm waters. But a storm came on them suddenly. It can happen in this life in the blink of an eye that everything is going right, the bills are paid, and, and all is well, and you're healthy, and you're feeling good, and in the blink of an eye, it can come on you suddenly. It can be a doctor's report or a spouse that's not happy. It can be kids that are doing things they shouldn't be doing. It can be the economy. It could be a pink slip coming to you from the boss saying that we're not keeping you anymore. It can be the doctor telling you that we found something in the test that we did on you. There's lots of things that can come on you suddenly. And listen, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. That means we're all going to get wet from time to time. That we're all going to have moments where it comes on us suddenly. To others of you, it didn't come on suddenly. It came on little by little. In fact, one of the greatest things that the devil uses to attack God's people is he slowly creeps into your life. He creeps into your marriage. Little by little, pretty soon you're, you're not happy with each other. And you're, the little things that you used to let go, you're not letting go anymore. And, and, and you're fussing a little bit more. And you notice how I'm just slowly creeping up on you. That's what happens. And, and he's creeping into your marriage little by little. And he's creeping into your finances little by little. You know, he tells you that if you just buy this one thing you'd be happy so you buy that one thing and you have a tough time paying bills this week and next week you think you're going to get caught up but the devil creeps in and he tells you you know what you need to buy one more thing and that'll make you happy so you you spend that money right and uh, you know yeah it's a shame that people get paid on friday because they'd spend all their money on the weekend come on it, you know let me help you with your finances ask your boss to pay you on monday so that you have no money on saturday and sunday to go blow come on 
That's just some practical advice for you today. But he gets you to slowly just creep things up until finally you're so far behind you can't pay your bills and you're desperate and you don't know what you're going to do. To some people it happens slowly. To other people it just comes on you in an instant. But one way or another the storm is coming your way. What are you going to do when the storm comes your way? How are you going to handle it? Look at what the disciples did. It turned their world upside down. It freaked them out. They were afraid. They were afraid. All of their training, they'd been on boats. Some of them were fishermen. They knew. And that's why they were afraid. They knew that they were not able to overcome a storm. This this was like life and death situations. And let me tell you something. When the storm comes your way, especially when it hits suddenly, listen to me, child of God, how you first react is important. Come on. If your first reaction is to get mad, to freak out, to worry, then you have set the tone for how you're going to look at that problem. And it becomes really difficult to change your mindset on that problem. Now, you can change your mindset, but you've got to dig and work real hard. But their first reaction was, we're going to die. This is going to get me. I know when the doctor says, look, there's, a, there's something we found in your, in your report and it's not good. Your first reaction is, I better plan my funeral. I better start making things right. I better get the insurance in order. I better set my house in order. And, and when your marriage is not going well, maybe the first reaction you have is, you know, I better start looking for a different place to live. Or I better start to, uh, finding somebody new and moving on from this situation. But if your first reaction is faith, if your first reaction is Jesus is in my boat, and I don't know how this is going to turn out, but as long as I got Jesus in my boat, I know that everything is going to work out for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes things come our way and they completely turn our world upside down. Everything changes. Everything changes in an instant. It can happen to you. And, and you can find yourself in a situation where you're just trying to survive at this point. Have you ever been there? I mean, sometimes you're on the mountain and you're trying to get more. And, you, you know, you're feeling good about your career. And you're just like raining money. Ooh, I'm blessed. God is good to me. And then there's times when you're just trying to survive. Come on. I know you know what, I feel, what I'm feeling today. It's hard, and, and it can happen to you in a moment. It can turn your world upside down. The disciples went from thinking things like, I wonder what we're going to have for dinner on the other side. I wonder what it's going to be like on the, on the other side of the lake. And, and, and you know that last meeting we had, man, did you see that woman? She got happy, and she ran down the aisles. That was awesome, man. I hope we, I hope we have more of that. And uh, What do you all think? Chick-fil-A? We do Chick-fil-A. That would be good. And, and uh, they're just taking a ride on the other side, going to the next ministry thing, and all of a sudden, bam, it hits them. And, and, and pretty soon, they're not hungry anymore. And they're not worried about what's for dinner. And they're not thinking about the last thing or the next thing. They're thinking about, I am in the middle of a mess right now. The world will throw things at you that will turn your life upside down. But once again, if Jesus is in your boat, come on. If Jesus is in your boat, he can do what no one else can do. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we get in those situations, Jesus seems to be asleep. Maybe you've been going through and you've been praying and you're not hearing from God and you're not feeling the peace that, that the pastor's always talking about and, and you're not having the reports that you want to have happen and you're praying in faith and you're trusting God and you're believing God and you just don't hear from him and you feel like Jesus is asleep in the boat. 
And you're just wondering, God, where are you in all of this? What are you trying to do? Why am I in the middle of a storm and you're over there asleep? You won't speak to me. You won't acknowledge what's going on. You're not even waking up to acknowledge that I'm in the middle of a storm. Can I promise you something that God is not asleep in your situation? God is not worried about your situation either. Hallelujah. I want you to get this right now. This is where we live. Some of us who are maybe not spiritually mature, we need the storm around us to be calm. But Jesus had a calm inside of him so that it didn't matter what happened around him. Some of you need to get that today because for some of you, God's going to speak to your storm and he's going to calm what's happening around you. For some of you, this is your moment of maturity. God's going to grow you up a little bit and he's going to show you that you can be asleep in the boat while the storm is raging because you have internal peace in your life. Jesus wasn't sleeping because he didn't know what was going on. He was sleeping because he wasn't worried about what was going on. Buddy, I want to be kind of one of those kind of people that just don't worry about it. I want to be one of those kind of people that when things are freaking out and going bad, that people are going, what is wrong with you? Don't you see what's going on? Have you had people do that to you? Why aren't you worried about this? You know what they're saying? They're saying what the disciples are saying. Don't you care that we're going to die? We're going to perish, Jesus? Don't you care? That's what they're saying. Meanwhile, you've got internal peace in your life. Peace that goes beyond understanding. Excuse me. Peace that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens in your life because Jesus is in your boat. God is not absent. He knows what's going on in your life. And you know what? God's purpose, number one, is not for you to have a comfortable life. Come on, are you with me today? You know, we, we think that, and we kind of gone through that. I feel like the church has gone through this phase where we feel like God is supposed to make us all happy, and we're not supposed to have any problems. And if we do, there's something wrong with God. Maybe he's mad at me. Maybe he's punishing me. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there's a problem. You know why you're going through stuff in life? Because Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, and when sin came into the world, this is a messed up, screwed up world. And can I tell you a secret? You're a part of the mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I open my mouth and I hurt more than I help. Oh, me. Come on. Are you with me? Because we're a part of the mess. We're broken. We're fallen. We're messed up. And even though God has redeemed us, there's a part of us that's still not perfect. And, and you know, that's just why things happen in our lives. The secret is not us having no problems. The secret is having the master of the winds and the wave with us when the problems come our way. While we were sitting here worshiping God earlier, and, and you know what? While we're worshiping, what is going through your mind? I want you to just think about when worship is going on at church, what's going through your mind. There's, there's, a, there's a struggle in mind. And here's the struggle. It goes something like this. Conversations I've had with people before church. Uh, things that I've got to take care of. Stressful things on my mind, you know. We've got to do this. Uh, here's a big one, watching the atmosphere and seeing if God is, is uh, if people are responding to God and, and God is moving and how that's going on. And you know, I, you know what my job is? My job is to turn the page on all of that until I get to Jesus. Until I, and you know, when I started worshiping, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm singing the songs, I'm lifting my hands, I'm saying the, the, the things I need to say and doing what I need to do. But it's when in my heart and in my mind, I finally just start to see Jesus that I really begin to worship him.
and when the other things don't matter. Because let me tell you something, when you realize who Jesus is and that he's with you, there is no storm that can bring you down. There is, you can't be sick in the presence of the healer. You can't be broken in the presence of the healer. You can't be messed up in the presence of the healer if you know he's with you. Yes, if you know who he is and that he's with you, you will respond. Your life will respond. Your body will respond. Your heart will respond. Your mind will respond. Hallelujah, Jesus. Some of you have been facing situations for a while now, and you wonder why Jesus is asleep in the boat. And I want you to know that God has not slept, and he's not on vacation. He's just not worried like you are. He's not freaking out like you are. And he wants you to have faith in him and trust in him. Because you know who we serve? Get this. The God of the universe. The God who made everything from beginning to end. The God who knows it all and is all powerful lives inside of your life. He's in your boat today. Woo! That ought to make you happy. That no matter what comes my way, Jesus is in my boat. And let me tell you something, church. One word from God can change everything. You know what I came here today for? I came here hoping, praying, believing that you would have the kind of faith where you would just hear one word from Jesus. That one word from Jesus would change everything in your life. Once again, to some of you, that one word is going to change your situation. All of a sudden, the job's going to get better. The neighbors are going to improve. Uh, uh, the economy's going to get better. Your finances are going to get improved because that's what the disciples needed. They were at a faith level where they needed Jesus to fix the winds and the waves. But to some of you, once again, God is going to speak to your spirit. He's not concerned about what's happening around you. He's going to make you bigger and better than the stuff around you. He's going to give you internal peace in the midst of the storm. Jesus. Not only that, I want you to get this. God's going to lift you to a maturity level where not only are you not affected by the storm around you, but you become the catalyst for everything getting better. That it's your peace that flows over into everybody else's life. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, at this level in my life, I like to walk into situations that aren't good. You know why? Because I know how to spill peace and love into people's lives. I don't, I don't always know what to say. I don't always know what to do. I can't always pray for you and God going to heal you instantly. I, I don't always like know how to do counseling and make your, your, your finances work out and your marriage work out. I don't know how to do that all the time. But I know how to do this all the time. Love people and trust God. Hallelujah. And I can walk into your situation and love people and trust God and spill over peace into that storm. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of you today, you've been wishing God would get you to the shore get me to the shore get me out of this mess i came to tell you god's got you in it because you're the catalyst for peace you're the one he's going to use in your family in your situation it's time for you to step up and be the man be the woman that god called you to be let the peace come from within you in jesus name if you're here today and you say pastor i need peace in my storm i want you to stand right now to your feet hallelujah